Dear Church, this is my first time doing this kind of a sermon, uh, almost like a televangelist. I never thought I would be cut up to be one of those TV personalities, but this time it's forced us to do so. But nevertheless, God's Word is still uh, alive for us today, and He has been speaking to my heart, and I'd like to share that with you. The title for today's message is Caring for Our Spirit. Caring for Our Spirit. And I like to start with a game. You know, if we had a congregation here, I would be asking for a volunteer. But since we do not have a volunteer, I'm going to try with you. I want you to pick a number from 1 to 10. So 1 to 10. And we're going to do a little bit of math. So a number of 1 to 10. And I want you to multiply that number by 9. Now, if you need a calculator you can pick one up but multiply the number you just thought by nine okay now that you multiplied by nine if you have uh, two numbers add those two numbers if it's just one number just stick with that number uh, but add those two numbers and now that you have that final number in your head I want you to take five out of that number Okay, so now you have a number in your mind. I want you to take that number and keep it in your mind, and I want you to assign it a letter. So A will be 1, 2 will be B, 3 will be C, and so forth. So I want you to think of that number and see what letter would go to that number. 1A, 2B, 3C, 4D, 5E and so forth. Okay, now that you have that letter, I want you to think of a country. So now you have a country in mind, and I want you to spell out that country's word, and I want you to pick up, let's say, the second letter, the second letter of that country, and I want you to look at that letter and think of an animal that starts with that letter. Okay? And now that you have that animal, now that you have that country, an animal, I want you to look at the animal and just think of a collar when you look at that animal. Okay? Now that you have a collar, an animal, and a country, I want you to put it into a sentence. And what I am seeing is a gray elephant in Denmark. Now, many may have a different response, but the majority of people have that response when we do this uh, mind trick. Now, it doesn't feel like you had a lot of control over it. How can I find out? How can I know what you were thinking? Well, our mind is a wonderful amazing thing that God has created. But it's also a different way for us to perceive the world. Instead of us perceiving the world with our eyes, with our ears, with our mouth, with our nose, with our touch, or the five senses, we perceive the world with all that data and we gather in our mind. Today we're going to be talking our mind, but not in a way that we perceive data, but what makes us perceive the world. We're going to look into a passage that the Apostle Paul wrote 
to the church in Rome. This is a beautiful passage that they needed. But today, in our midst, we also need this word. And it's a word that God has for us. So if you have your Bibles, uh, you may open in your Bibles in the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses, I'm going to read verses 6 to 11. So Romans, chapter 8, verses 6 to 11. And thus say the word of the Lord. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor it can do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, He who raised Christ from the dead would also give life to your mortal bodies because of the Spirit who lives in you. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for this word. We pray that you bless it. We pray that you speak. And we pray that it transforms our minds. It transforms our lives. Father, may your word be a part of who we are. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So this passage that Paul wrote is not for those who are uh, not a part of the family, are not for those who, who have not yet known Jesus. These are for those who Paul identified as Christians, those who Paul identified as the children of God. And the first thing that we see in this passage is that we are in the realm of the Spirit. We are in the realm of the Spirit. You know, there is no third option. Either we are a part of the Spirit, our mind is a part of the Spirit, or our mind is not of God. He doesn't give us a third option. He doesn't give us another way. Is either we are a part of the Spirit, either we live by the Spirit, or we are hostile to God. Either we live by the Spirit, or we are sinful. There is no other way is either we live by the Spirit or we live by the world. And that's why Paul is so adamant that we understand that the life in the Spirit is what we were called to do, what we were called to be. You know, when he is a part of our life, we act like it. We behave like a Christian. We become an example of what Christ is in our world. People see Jesus Christ in us. In the book called The Christian Atheist, Craig Rochelle speaks about how Christians can be atheists. And, and he writes that someone who believes in God but acts like he does not exist, someone who understands, who is knowledgeable about God but acts like he does not exist, is a Christian atheist. Because if we do know God and we do not act like he is real, 
we might as well say that we do not know him. And this book tells us that we have to have the courage to admit our own hypocrisy. But if he is real in our lives, we act like it. We act like the world is not falling apart because it's still in God's hands. We, we have trust in him. So when Paul says that we live in the realm of the spirit, we are acting like the spirit is the one that's leading us. So when Paul is telling us that we are in the realm of the spirit, he's not saying that the spirit is guiding us. He means that the spirit is us, is, is involving us, is embracing us. So what we do with our mind, how we act, we act in accordance to the spirit or accordance to the flesh, according to this passage. So either we uh, act according to what God has led us to know and to perceive and to understand through the spirit, or we act like the world. But we also have a choice, a choice of what influences our mind. You know, children today watch on television thousands of murders and crimes committed. The language and the profanity is just awful. And everything that the children are seeing, they're receiving, they're perceiving. And we do the same thing when we watch TV or when we are in the world. We see the way that the world is. We want the, the toys that the world offers. We, we want the pleasures that the world offers. But yet we have a choice, and this is what Paul is telling us today, is that we have a choice of what influences our mind. Because the only way we can have our mind influenced with the Spirit is if God's Word, the Word of God, is applicable to us. If we are spending time in the Word of God. It is time with God, time in prayer, time in devotion, time in spending moments with Him, just with Him, that makes a big difference. So now we see that there's two kinds of world that we live in, and there's two choices. Either we have the carnal and the flesh and the desires of the world, or we have the spiritual part. Many times we just have to focus because there's too many distractions. Peter Ilyich Tchaikovsky was a famous composer. He was known for his piano playing, for his piano compositions, and also the orchestral arrangements. Now, now Tchaikovsky was someone who was very focused on his craft. And he had a sign on the front gate of his house that said, Visiting hours... Three to five, Mondays and Tuesdays. All other times do not ring. Visiting hours were only Mondays and Tuesdays from three to five. Why? Because he wanted to spend his time without distractions. He wanted to focus on his craft, focus on what he had at hand. If he did not so, we may not have the beautiful music that he wrote. Well, many times in our lives, we have to focus on Jesus Christ. We have to focus on the Word of God. We have to focus on those things that God is calling us to focus on, not just in the things of the world, not just in the distractions, because the enemy is trying to distract us in all different ways. So when we are not distracted, the Spirit of God becomes a part of us. 
The Spirit of God becomes a part of our lives, a part of our mind. And this is exactly what Paul is saying. Let the distractions of the world dissipate. Let go of those things that are bringing you the attention instead of the focus on the Word of God and the Spirit of God. So what are we to do? What are we to do with this passage? How can I have a mind of the Spirit? Well, the first thing, we have to care for our spirit. We have to care for what God has given us. Because now that we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, now that we accept Jesus Christ as our Lord, we are a part of the Spirit, which is an amazing thing. People in the world don't know about the peace we experience. We don't, they don't know about how much joy we have in the presence of God. They don't know about how much our hearts are filled with God's presence. They don't know about the happiness we live with Him. And it's this realm of the Spirit that makes us different from the world. And the world needs this. And that's why it's so important that we surrender our mindset to Jesus, that we pursue holiness, attempt to live a holy life, that we be one with the Spirit. Verse 7 tells us, The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. Either we submit to God or we're not going to be able to experience the joy of God. Now, when we look into this passage, we see the only way for us to please God is by joining with Him. But it doesn't start in our mind. It starts in our heart. It starts in our heart. And when we care for the Spirit, everything changes. It's not about the law. It's not about what we do. It's not about how many times we go to church. It's not about how many times we read the the Word of God. It's not about how many times we pray during the day. It's about our heart being tuned with God. One great way to illustrate this is through a movie called Mr. Holland Opus. It's a beautiful movie about a gentleman who was a composer, but to make end meet becomes a school music teacher. And he teaches children not only how to play instruments, but also how to navigate through music. Well, one of his students, a beautiful girl with red hair, is struggling on her clarinet. And, and she struggles and, and she tries and she practices daily for long hours, but she still does not get it. One time she comes over to his office and says, Mr. Holland, I, I would like to give my clarinet to someone who may need it. I, I don't think I, I, I want to do it anymore. I'm giving up the clarinet. And as she's leaving, Mr. Holland turns to her and says, Miss Lang, was it fun? She turns around and said, I wanted it to be. And he proceeded to ask, I think I know what's the problem. And she said, what's the problem? 
The problem is that you have been playing the music, the notes that are on the paper. And she turned to him and said, how can I play any other way? I didn't know there was another way to play. And he started to speak to her and tell her that what you play is not what's in the music. It's not what's in the paper. You play from your heart. You play from your soul. And then she played with him. And she did a little bit better, but still wasn't there. So he stopped, turned to her and said, Miss Lang, when you look yourself in a mirror, what do you like about yourself? And she said, my hair. He said, why? And she said, because it's red. My father said that it reminds him of the sunset. He turned to her and said, Miss Lang, play the sunset. They together played, and she played beautifully. And when she played beautifully, she stopped, amazed at how well she did. And he said, do not stop, continue. And she was able to close her eyes and really let the music flow. She was playing from her heart. But many times we look into the passage, we look into the, the Word of God, we look into what other Christians are saying, and we're thinking that we just have to do A, B, C, and D for us to experience God. We just have to, to get everything right. And this is not what Paul is telling us. Paul is telling us that all we have to do is let our heart be involved, be in the realm of the Spirit. And our mind will be led by it. Don't let your mind dictate your heart. Let your heart for God dictate your mind. And that is the beauty of this passage. Is that Paul is not chastising. He's not judging them and saying those that are not living in the Spirit. He's saying live in the Spirit because you gain so much of the presence of God through His Holy Spirit. Through the Spirit of Christ in your life, you will find God when you live in the realm of the Spirit. Because in the realm of the flesh, all you'll find is disappointment. In the realm of the flesh, all you'll find is sadness and despair. But in the realm of the Spirit, we will find Christ. This is a beautiful passage, but it's a passage that is done that is written many years for us, a passage that applies for today. So we care for the Spirit, and we let the heart of God lead us, lead our mind, and lead our soul. But we also have to care for our body. I know many of you today are caring for your body in your own homes. You're making sure you stay healthy, away from the diseases that are going around the country. You're caring for your body. And maybe this is a time that we not only care for our body, but we care for our spirit. We spend time with those whom we love. We spend time reading God's Word. And less time in getting the garbage that's coming, the garbage that's coming from, from our TVs and from the Internet. Let us focus on God. So I do have a challenge for you. And the challenge is listen to the voice of the Spirit. Listen 
to the voice of the Spirit. I'd like to conclude with a story written by Max Lucado called With You All the Way. He tells the story of our three knights who came before a king, and a king had a challenge for them. He said, the one who will be able to take care of this challenge would be marrying my daughter. And he proceeded to explain how the challenge was going to be. He said that the first thing is that they would have to go into a forest. Now, in this forest, there's many creatures. They're small, and they would, uh, they would interfere with their quest. They were called uh, hope nuts. They were small creatures with yellow eyes, but they were very clever. And those who were, uh, were going into that forest would have to understand that there's going to be some perils. There's going to be some challenges. But the one who would come out of that forest first will have his daughter's hand in marriage. Now, he said there's a few uh, things that you may take with you. First, you can find a companion. You can pick any companion you want to go with you. He spoke with those three knights. One was known for his strength. The other was known for his speed and agility. And the third was known for his wisdom. The king's son was with them and said, Now there is one more important thing that you need to know. And that is that dad is going to be playing a song three times a day. And that song is what's going to lead you to the castle. And when you hear that song, you know when you are closer to the castle. And you just follow the sound of that song. Only he and I know how the song goes. So listen to the song. So the king picks up his flute and starts playing a beautiful, beautiful song. And after he played the song, he sent the mother away. They went into the forest, and the days passed, and they waited for someone to come, to come out. And every day, three times a day, the king would play this beautiful song with his flute from the castle. It could be heard all over the kingdom, especially in the forest. A few days later, the watchman sees two men straggling out of the forest, and, and the king calls them and, and dresses them as a prince and hosts this beautiful banquet. In this banquet, people wondered if it was Carlisle, the strongest, who was able to survive and come and, and take the, the king's daughter's hand in marriage. Others thought it may be Alan, the swiftest. But no, it was Carlisle, the wisest. And the king said, Carlisle tells us, how were you able to find your way to the castle? And Carlisle said, sir, I listen to your flute. But those Huguenots, oh, they were clever. Every time you started to play, they came up with their own flutes and they were playing along. There were hundreds of flutes and we did not know where the sound came. We heard different melodies, we heard different sounds, and they distracted us. But the reason I was able to hear your flute is because of my companion. You see, sir, I took your son. And your son would play the song over and over. 
until I memorized it, until I heard it, and it was in my mind. So every time you'd play, I would tune my ears to that melody and followed the melody. It was because I had a companion who taught me the song that I was able to follow the song to the castle. Today, we have the melody. The melody of God right here. Today, we have the song that has been sung into our heart. Today, we have the beautiful word of God that speaks to us. So we will hear voices. We will hear distractions. We'll hear temptations. But stay tuned to the word of God. And you will see that your mind will be filled with the spirit. And that spirit is the one that's going to lead us. May God be with you as you follow his voice as you follow his way, and as you follow his song. After I pray, Shannon will conclude us with a song, and then I'll come back and give you a benediction. Let us pray. Father, what a beautiful thing it is to know that your spirit is a part of our life. What a beautiful thing it is to know that this is not about what we can do and what we are about to accomplish, but it's about how your heart meets with our heart, how your spirit fills us, and how we become children of God. Father, we pray that you'll bless us today. We pray that you would guide us. We pray that you would lead us, and that today we would find you to be alive and well in our hearts. Father, if there's distractions, if there's sin in our life, we pray right now that you'll remove it. And Father, do not let us be distracted by the world, but be filled with the Spirit. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.